1.30 a.m. June 24th, Surfside, Florida. Something inside a 12-story condominium goes horribly wrong as more than half of it plunges to the ground with residents inside. He said, we really are only doing two things here. We're pulling residents out of the rubble and we're supporting the families. That's our only objective right now. As the race to hopefully rescue survivors continues, as of this recording, 12 people are confirmed dead. Nearly 150 people are still missing. You know, there's, you know, they, they still believe they have hope, and that's great. Um, and they'll, they'll continue. I, I, I know they will continue until they, they get to that point where they don't believe they're, they're, there's any survivors. On TV, we only get a few minutes to share each story. But here we get to tell you all the details about stories that are important to greater Cincinnati. I'm Stephen Albritton, and this is WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio. Today on the pod, a first-hand account of responding to a building collapse and what it takes to keep pushing on through dire circumstances. A man who wears multiple hats to help those in need. Tom Lakamp is the operations chief for the Cincinnati Fire Department and leads search and rescue for Hamilton County. We talk through the events in Miami, a building collapse in our own backyard, and how these brave men and women will do everything in their power to bring these victims home. My name is Tom Lakamp. I'm the commissioner of the Hamilton County uh, Urban Search and Rescue Team. So we are a regional team. That's what I responded to for the Kellen collapse. Uh, that's the entity I was working with. Uh, for that collapse, uh, we are uh, about a 125-member team that is sponsored through uh, the regional fire departments. So the regional fire departments uh, provide members uh, to the team, uh, and so we are able to put together a 125-member team um, that no one fire department within the region could, could produce, could put together or afford. Um, so uh, it's a pretty much a volunteer team. Um, that serves uh, Region 6 in the state of Ohio uh, response plan. And of course, you know, like we mentioned on the phone, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this idea. Obviously, what we saw in Miami was horrible. What we saw in Adam County was horrible. And they keep talking about hope. Now, when you guys roll up on a scene like that, you know, take us through what's the first things that happen, what tools come out. Obviously, I'm sure there needs to be an assessment for safety for the team going in as well. Sure. So, um you know, it is with any incident that we respond to, we're going to do a size up of that incident um, to, to you know, get the, the full scope of what, what we're dealing with. Um, then we will do um, a, a, a triage, if you will, of the uh, or a reconnaissance of the scene. Uh, we are very fortunate here in Hamilton County that we have uh, two structural engineers uh, that actually work with us. They're uh, FEMA trained. They're on the federal, uh, the FEMA federal team as well. Um, and they're a huge asset. You know, with, uh, with knowing how the building is going to respond and, and what's safe uh, for us to enter into and what's not. And with that, I guess, you know, the, the Adams County incident, I know that lasted, I think, four or five days, you know, you know, from from so long ago. And we are in about that time period from what happened last Thursday uh, down in Miami. For the search and rescue to teams, you know, what's what keeps bringing hope to them? What tools come out that give them that? that bump of, okay, we still might be able to you know, help some people out. Yeah. There's always a hope until you, you are, you know, you've exhausted any area where you think there might be a void for survival. Um, and we're listening to our experts, right? We're listening to uh, those structural engineers uh, that uh, depending on the collapse, you know, the, the, the collapse in Adams County and the collapse in Miami-Dade, two totally different construction methods, right? Um, and each construction method will uh, 
provide uh, the opportunity for more voids and depending on how the building itself collapses. Um, so, uh, you know, there's, you know, they, they still believe they have hope and that's great. Um, and they'll, they'll continue. I, I, I know they will continue until they, they get to that point where they don't believe there, there, there's any survivors. Mm-hmm. Can you take us through some of the tools that are used? I know we hear about you no know, you know, sonar and they're listening and they're... Yeah, they'll have listening devices. We have them as well uh, that they will place out uh, among the rubble and um, be listening for any types of uh, signs of life, signs of tapping um, that they could uh, triangulate and focus their attention on, on that area. Uh, I'm sure they're using canines as well um, to direct them. That uh, We have search cameras where we can... Uh, once we decide that there is a, a void and access that void, we can put cameras down into that uh, area and um, uh, search it uh, before we actually put uh, rescuers in that area. Um, and the, the thing in the future is going to be drones, you know, being able to put drones up and, uh, and have a, a, an overall picture of the scene as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so interesting that, you know, eventually the drones will be up above and I'm sure they'll have all these attachments to them that will be able to help you guys out. Um, uh, one thing I found interesting about the Miami collapse, and I know you're not down there, you know, we're, we're all watching from afar trying to get as much information as possible, but they're like digging a trench under underneath this to, I don't, I don't know, dig from the bottom, I guess, you know, as somebody, you know, in your position who has to, you know, you know go into these awful situations, you know, what's it like to make these decisions about how you make a game plan to try to go into these, especially with so many unknowns right in front of you? But the, the, the key is having uh, really good experts that are with you. Um, you know, they probably have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D that they are they are starting to implement uh, simultaneously. Um, you know what, what you've seen on television and what you've been on the file is you know the, they're coming in from the bottom, they're coming in from the top. They are doing whatever they can um, to to put, you know, give anybody the, the opportunity to survive. Mm-hmm. And and for you, I know you were overseeing uh, so many people out in Adams County. What I guess from a personal standpoint, when you respond to those scenes, you know, just from a personal standpoint, what's it like to get there and know that you have to manage and you have the, the clock against you, knowing that there's loved ones, you know, who are working, just doing their day to day and you guys are there to do their best to get them out. Yeah. yeah. The, the blessing of, of being in the position that I'm in is I get to work with um, some unbelievable firefighters um, that, that that's what they want to do. They want to just you know, serve people. Um, the the training that uh, they go through um, and their expertise, you know, we are very blessed in Hamilton County to have the membership that we have and the expertise that we have here, uh, and the years and years of experience that uh, our members bring. Um, you know, it, it, the uh, killing collapse, we were able to you know, rescue um, one of the workers uh, you know, within the first you know, three hours. You know, we were able to, to make that rescue, and that does a lot for morale on the scene. Um, but uh, you know, they they will. You know, the biggest issue is holding them back, honestly. You know, just keeping them, you know, from from uh, keep going forward. And we have to make sure that things are safe. Um, you know, it's really it's just really a blessing to to be uh, to to be a part of, of this organization with these firefighters. Mm-hmm. And expand on that a little bit more, if you don't mind. You know, holding these guys back because I'm sure they'll work a a 12, 18 hour shift. If you let them, they'd probably stay on another 10, 15 hours until they really can't move any forward. Yeah, we, and we're, we're not really prepared for that. We're prepared for about 12 to 24 hours till we would bring in a federal team. Uh, we did bring in, you know, the beauty of the regional teams is, we, you know, for that response, we brought Butler County in and we brought in uh, Columbus actually came down for the kill and collapse as well. Um, most of us know each other through the federal system. 
Um, and uh, it's just like you know, another team coming in. And uh, uh, if you could uh, build one fire department out of out of those members, wow, what a fire department you'd have. Um, the, uh, you know, they're just all type A personalities, as most firefighters are. Um, and, and these guys are, are real professionals uh, in the USAR world. Mm-hmm. And uh, to kind of wrap up the interview, a lot of great information you've given me. Um, a word to the public who has been watching what's been happening in Miami from somebody who's responded to an incident kind of in the similar vein. I guess, what would you tell the public about what's happening now and what we can expect over the next few days with such a sad incident down there? It's just going to be a long time and, and nothing, nothing moves fast. It's just, you know, it's going to take a long time. Um, the, uh, the, the teams that they have down there, uh, are unbelievably professional. They have a very uh, robust uh, USAR uh, system in, in, in Florida uh, with eight SUSAR teams and two federal teams. Um, you know, it just, you know, they are doing absolutely everything they can uh, to give, to give the, the, uh, the people the opportunity to survive. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Coming up soon, the Summer Olympics will be on WLWT, and we're bringing you stories of our local Olympians. Be sure to stick with the pod as we go in-depth with these incredible athletes as they make their way to Tokyo in the quest for a gold medal. This has been WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio. I'm Stephen Albritton. Thanks for listening. We've all seen it. That check engine light in our car. Do I check it now? Check it later? Can I keep driving? That one light doesn't tell you what you need to know. And if you get your weather from a symbol on your phone, you're not getting the full story. WLWT Weather has the only certified most accurate forecast in Cincinnati. It's where you get the difference-making details. You'll know exactly what to expect and when, so you can plan your day. WLWT Weather, Cincinnati's certified most accurate forecast.